Welcome to the Family Fright Night Horror Podcast. Hey everybody, I'm Chase Will, and welcome to the Family Fright Night Podcast, Episode 2. Today I'm joined by Joe Ripple, founder and CEO of the Scares That Care nonprofit organization since 2006, 2006 right? Uh, actually, a little bit earlier than that, uh, 2006 when we got our 501c3. Oh, wow. So you've been at this for quite a while then. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And so far, you guys have raised over $300,000 to organizations and families with children that are affected by illnesses, burns, and women fighting breast cancer. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. Oh, man. And what I like about you guys is you guys are completely transparent. Like everything about the nonprofit is listed on the website. You guys don't collect a paycheck or anything. Correct. Yes. Uh, We're very, very uh, adamant about transparency. Uh, We are an all-volunteer organization, which means everybody up to and including me does not draw a paycheck, like you said. Oh, wow. See, that's what I like about you guys is you guys are not just all word. You guys back it up with everything you do. Like, I was so blown away. I met Joe, actually, this year at the AuthorCon, the very first one you guys had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And prior to that, he was even helping me with some research I had for a book. Like, Joe is one of the most helpful people I've ever met, and I am honored to have him on here for episode two. Oh, well, thank you. I do appreciate that. Um, you know, again, it's always about, you know, when when I look at everything, I've got more years behind me than I do in front of me. So what can I do to kind of help out the younger generation? That's the way I kind of look at it. As a 32-year-old, I feel the same way. Right. I don't even want to hear <laughs> uh, Today, we're talking about 1975's film Jaws, one I hope everyone listening or watching this has seen. Joe, what's your experience with this movie? Is this something you saw as a kid? So I saw it as a kid in the theater and, you know, people will say, well, it's a thriller. No, it's this, no, it's that. So, you know, when you, when you think about horror as a genre, you know, it's all about fear Mm -hmm. and, you know, you can have a guy running around with a machete or you have a guy running around with a chainsaw and those things can happen, Uh, but they're very rare and also very rare is getting attacked and eaten by a shark. But you have a lot more of a probability of that happening, I feel personally, than you do getting having somebody chase you around with a chainsaw. So to me, it was just, I was always fascinated and even more so became even more fascinated with great white sharks after the film uh, debuted. But just to to imagine getting bitten by a great white shark is just one of the most horrifying things that I could even possibly think of. Oh, yeah. Like anytime I'm at the beach, that's the first thing going through my head when I go in the water is I don't care how shallow it is. There is a shark near me. <laughs> I know there is. And there typically is. Yeah. And you know, most, most shark attacks are done by bull sharks, um, not by white sharks. So, um, you know, when you look at it from the perspective of typically when we're at the ocean, I don't go boogie boarding. I don't go in beyond my ankles typically. I'm the, I'm the dad that's standing at the surf line watching everybody else. Um, now, when we go to the Caribbean, it's a different story. The water's much warmer. It's much harder for sharks uh, to survive in those uh, environments. And the water's crystal clear. So yeah, but they got see, pirates. And they got pirates, yeah. Yeah. But you can see all the way down to the bottom. Um, so it's a little bit more comfortable swimming there uh, than anywhere else. I need to go to the Caribbean then because I usually go to Myrtle Beach or Florida and <laughs> there are shark attacks there. Uh, Florida has some nice beaches. Um, 
you know, obviously the further south you go, the the clearer the water becomes. Um, but the Caribbean is just is just fantastic. Speaking of Jaws, I know my mom said this was the most terrifying movie she'd ever seen as a kid because you don't see the shark most of the movie. And she's always like, it's the anticipation of seeing it. It was like knowing that it's there, but not knowing where exactly. So if I can kind of piggyback on that a little bit, um, you know, when you go back and you think of the first Alien movie, uh, you never saw the alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, you never saw the shark in, the shark in Jaws. So when you're talking about horror and specifically authors, the greatest fear is what you create in your own mind. And there's nothing in Hollywood that can compete with that. So um, I think both films are, are done very, very well as far as, you know, the fear. There's not really many jump scares. Everything is, is fully created in your mind. And, you know, when you think about it, Alien is just kind of a takeoff of Jaws. It's just in space. Yeah. Right. That movie was terrifying, man. Yeah. Creature that's running around attacking people. Same thing. So, I mean, pound for pound, I do think that Jaws is one of, you know, in my opinion, it is the scariest movie that's ever been made. Yeah. I heard that they tried it, a a variation of it where they did show the shark and just it was hokey and lame and they're like no let's just take this out of there yeah because because the device that they had i mean you're talking 1970s technology here uh you know there there was no cgi uh everything was practical effects so to have a shark that looked wonky and robotic and just plain cartoonish was not something that uh, i think they <laughs> they recall there oh yeah and uh, going off of scary movies, um, Scares the Care 8, it's 8, right? Coming up in July? Scares the Care 8, yes, sir. Yeah, July 29th through 31st. You guys already got some guests lined up, right? Yeah, we do. Um, you know, we're having an ET reunion. So we got, uh, you know, Henry Thomas, who was the young man. D. Wallace, who was his mom. Casey Martell, who was his brother. Um, Robert McNaughton, who was one of his friends. Um, so, and, you know, one of the things that we find is that we are still adding to the show. Uh, we still have some uh, lines open um, and we're just waiting for uh, some information to come back to us. So um, we've got a lot of, a lot of good people coming. It's a lot of fun. Um, you've never been to scares of care. No, actually author is my first experience with you guys. And I thought that was busy. Okay. So the difference that I tell people, and I may have already told you this, is that AuthorCon is kind of like a convention that's held in a library. And Scares the Care Weekend is kind of like a convention that's held at a state fair. Oh, damn. Yeah, so, you guys got two floors, don't you? Yep. Yep. And uh, actually, with AuthorCon, we've now expanded into the second floor as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, it sold out in 30 minutes, didn't it? 33 minutes, yes. Holy shit. And Jake is, Jake is still busting my ass about that because... Uh, <laughs> swore up and down that we were not going to sell out. There's no way. See, typically what happens with Scares of Care Weekend is we have our constant vendors, our normals. Um, you know, they're always there every year. So when we open up the vendor tables for Scares of Care Weekend, now they're double the price of AuthorCon. Mm-hmm. So we generally sell about half of the room. And then over the next two or three weeks, the rest of the tables get picked up until they're all gone. Uh, once that's done, then we open up the uh, hotel for booking 
And the hotel generally sells out in about a half an hour. Man. Uh, the whole the whole hotel. So when Jake told me that we were going to sell out, my mindset was that it was going to be the same as Scares of Care Weekend. We would sell out about half the room. And then over the next couple of weeks, people would pick up the tables. I was not anticipating selling out in 33 minutes. I was not <laughs> I- anticipating at all. I remember that day I was in line at Walmart and I got a message from someone saying, if you're going to get a table, you better do it right now. I'm like, no, I have like a week left, don't I? And they're like, no, 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 no. You have about two minutes. Yeah. So I was just so, rushing out of there. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the, the only difficulty that I will say with AuthorCon is that with scares, we allow authors to share a table because, you know, we, we kind of have a soft spot for authors always have oh uh, we know that authors typically are not rolling in dough so we kind of allow authors to share a table at scarcity care weekend but at author con they're half price so it's kind of like you know everybody get your own table and mm-hmm. it's been a little bit of a speed bump trying to explain that process to people especially the people who've never been to scares so they they all they hear about is well i shared a table with so and so at scares then they see scarce author con and they think it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, and the other downside is everybody seemed to have written a book with somebody else. <laughs> That's got to be hard to navigate. So everybody wants to sit next to everybody all at the same time. And we can't accommodate that. <laughs> Unless you have like levels going over certain people and back down. Yeah. Like Dr. Seuss. Yeah. <laughs> Put everybody in a cube and, and oh, you yeah. know, different, almost like putting them in a bookshelf. But a lot <laughs> hey, it would work. Yeah. A lot of people have been very understanding and and very supportive and, you know, they understand the reasoning why, you know, the mission behind the charity. Um, And I got a message tonight. I think now we don't take over the whole hotel like we do with um, with Scarrett's weekend. Um, So they had allocated us um, uh, 200 rooms for Friday and Saturday and then 100 rooms for Thursday. Yeah. And today somebody was having trouble booking. So I think that we've uh, maxed out on our room allocation. So I have to reach out to the hotel, see if they can't feed us some more rooms. Now, going backward a little bit, how did Scares the Care come to be? Like, what made you start this organization? So, um, as you may or may not know, I'm a former police officer. Um, at the time, I was in a precinct level narcotics unit. My partner, uh, had a daughter who was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor. Uh, at the same time all of that was going on, I was also the head of a major East Coast horror convention, the head of the security um, called Horror Fine. Um, and when my partner's daughter died, I had to be one of her, ball- I had the honor of being one of her pallbearers. And I said, you know, I've got to try to do something. So I put two and two together and, uh, you know, I researched it. Horror fans really didn't have their own charity with which they could donate back through. And two and two together comes up to four and Scares of Care was created. Nice. And what has been your best experience so far? What's the most rewarding aspect of this for you? Uh, I think, well, I think it's a couple of things. Number one, I think it's pride in the team that helps me out with the volunteers and the state reps and things like that. You know, it's, it's one of those adages that everybody 
knows that it's all about the charity. It's not about me. Yeah, I'm the founder. Yeah, I'm the CEO. Yeah, I'm the guy that calls the shots, whatever. But I don't know everything. So if somebody new comes on board into this organization as a state representative, volunteer, what have you, they have the complete freedom and ability to come up to me and say, I don't think this is a good idea. Or I have an idea and I think it's, I think it would work. Because, again, it's about what can we do to make the charity successful, not what we can do to make me successful. Um, so you kind of hire smart people and get out of their way. Uh, that's why Brian Keene is with us. Um, you know, obviously, Brian is in the author community. I am not. So I lean on Brian heavily to deal with the authors and, and help us secure those, those uh, wonderful writers. Um, so I'm very, very, uh, I have a lot of pride about our volunteers and about what they do to help out. Um, I think also when you call somebody and you say, we are going to adopt you, and you just hear the kind of sigh of relief, um, there's a lot of tears. And I, it, it doesn't even, will it doesn't even really matter about the money so much as it makes them feel like other people care. And I think that there's a lot of that that's missing in this world. And, you know, when they when we give them a check, we have a standard rule. Uh, we don't stay any longer than 10 minutes. And people say, well, you work so hard to, to raise this money for this family. Why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? It gets to a point to where they can only say thank you so many times. Mm-hmm. So we hand them the check, we wish them well, we ask them if they need anything else, and then we're out the door. And I think that's a really, really good um, way to do business because you don't want to make them feel any more uncomfortable than what they already are. Mm-hmm. We as, we as you know, and especially men, you know, we as men, we're not supposed to be able to ask for help. It's hard. You know, Go 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 outside, rub some dirt on it. You'll be all right. <laughs> um, so with men, it's even more so. You know, so hey, you know, do you here's a, here's a check. You know, I can't tell you what this means to me. I don't. You don't have to. And that's and that's really the biggest thing. So I think the the, the most prideful thing is 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 um, the thanks that I give to the volunteers and the state reps and. Uh, being able to provide just a little bit of breathing room for these families. That's awesome. Well, I like, I, I can't be stated enough that the horror community at large is some of the nicest, most understanding and giving people you'll ever meet in life. Like yeah. all across the board, I've never met someone in the horror community in particular that has been anything but gracious and giving and very awesome people. And I know you guys have worked with a lot of them. You guys worked with um, Sid Haig and you've worked with yep. uh, Kane Hodder. Yep. You guys have had a lot of big names and it can't be stated enough just how amazing that is. Yeah. And I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I've, I've run into some people that uh, are not exactly friendly <laughs> our community. I guess when you've been doing it for 30 years, it's bound to happen. Yeah. But, um, you know, Basically, in a nutshell, everybody knows what it is that we do, um, and they know why we do it. Um, you know, there's some people that you'll never see that scares the care, uh, just because I've had 
dealings with them when I was head of security for Horrified. And they're just not nice people. Mm. And, uh, they play a good role uh, when their fans are in front of them with money in their hand. But beyond that, once that's done, they're not nice people. Oh, man. Um, so you won't see them at scares ever. Um, and, you know, it's when you when you look right back on everything that we have done and and you you realize that there's still people out there who've never heard of us. They've never heard of scares of care. And you're thinking, well, how can that be? We've been around for so long. There's people in Williamsburg, Virginia, who's never heard of Scares the Care. So we're, we're working hard on trying to get the word out. And that's what I ask the authors. You know, make sure when you, when, you, when you book your table, please make sure you tell your readers, your fans, your followers that you're going to be there so that they can come out and not only support you, but support us. Oh, yeah. So, and one thing I really love about Scares to Care, too, in my experience, just an author kind, it is, it is a very safe place to be. You guys have no tolerance for anything but, you know, being human to one another. I mean, if someone feels threatened, you guys boot them out pretty quick. Well, I, I will say this. I have, a, I have, we want people to come and have fun. Mm-hmm. We want people to blow off steam. But there's also a level of respect and a level of personal responsibility. Uh, I've had to ban people from the show uh, mm-hmm. because, and I've had to ban friends from the show just because they did not act in an appropriate manner when they were drunk or otherwise. And, you know, that's, you know, scared. You have to understand I'm not going to tolerate any embarrassment to the charity. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And I don't care how long I've known you and I don't care how long you've supported us. If you do something that is grossly egregious to the reputation of the organization, you're gone. And I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. And that goes for celebrity. It goes for agent. It goes for attendee. It goes for volunteer. It goes for state rep. It goes for anybody. You know, I remember when, when, uh, when I saw you at the bar Mm -hmm. and you said, you said, hey, Joe, how about you want to have a drink? And I said, no, I drink on Monday. <laughs> I still owe you a drink, by the way. Oh, that, and that's fine. Yeah, I'll, I will collect. Don't don't get me wrong. And I'm not, don't, oh, speaking don't, of collect, it's your turn on uh, author or on on Scarce Weekend. You're the one who's going to be doing the uh, the brawl walk, right? I will be doing the brawl walk. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Excited for this. But, um, yeah, and I have people design my outfit, and I have no idea what it is until they put it on me. Okay, so it goes from Brian Keene to you. How do you compare the two in terms of how this absolutely hilarious is going to be? Uh, there is no comparison. <laughs> there is that no. was that was great on its own. Like just seeing someone willing to do that for a great cause to raise money for a charity. I'm like, I know people who wouldn't do that in a million years if they were paid a million dollars. But you guys well, do this just to raise money, and that's the difference between them and us, though. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of really good-hearted people out there, and they just, you know what, that's not for them. Mm-hmm. And I get it, and I understand it. But my opinion is, if a lady can go through what she's going through, I can suffer an hour or so of worth of embarrassment. And, you know, believe it or not, the brow walk generally pulls in about $1,500 to $2,500 oh, man. every do it. And that's just – and people – People will actually show up at Scares to Care Weekend and they'll say, I've got my ones ready. 
<laughs> Pull out those and, hundreds, baby. Well, uh, you mentioned a hundred dollar bill. I'm going to tell you a story. Yeah. Uh, a gentleman, while I went through the bar, um, he had had, he'd had enough to drink. He wasn't being rude, wasn't being ignorant. And that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Um, but he tipped the bra, put something in the bra. And um, so I go up to the room and I'm pulling ones, fives, tens, twenties out, which I usually pull out. It's, you know, there's a couple of twenties. There's even more tens, even more fives and most of the ones. Um, and I found a hundred dollar bill. And I went, wow, this is, I've never, nobody's ever given a hundred dollar bill before. This is awesome. Damn. Um, yeah. So I get up the next morning, Sunday morning, go down to the floor. And the same guy comes up to me and he goes, Joe, I got a problem. Uh oh. And I said, what's the matter? And he said, I think I put a hundred dollar bill in your bra. Last <laughs> That's the only money I have to get home. Oh man. You know what, dude? Absolutely. No problem. He goes, I promise I'll take care of you. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm not even worried about it. I get it. I understand. There's absolutely no animosity here. Nothing's wrong. Gave him the hundred dollars back. Um, and like two weeks later, he sent me 150 bucks, man, you know, sorry for the inconvenience. Uh, you know, thank you for trusting me and thank you for help. And, but that's the way we are, you know, that's, that's the way we handle this. Thing. It's like generosity is back and forth. Yes. It's good amazing. Karma. It's yeah. good. Karma. So. Well, that's awesome. Um, why have you here? Is there anything else you want to share about the event coming up or AuthorCon too? Um, you know, just please come out and support us if you can. Um, you know, AuthorCon too, we're now starting to fill up the second floor. Uh, for vendors, for authors. Uh, we're trying to figure out ways to make sure everybody feels like they're being appropriately visited by the attendees. Mm -hmm. So we will, we are really striving to brainstorm about ways that we can, you know, whether it be, you know, opening up the conference center a half an hour before we open the regular room up, just because those people are kind of out of the way a little bit. Um, you know, but not taken away from the people who are in the main ballroom. We're trying to do all different kinds of things. Um, you know, if you like reading, if you like a nice quiet event, uh, if you want to hang around good people, uh, then AuthorCon is the place to be. Uh, if you want to cut loose, get loud, uh, not too loud though, uh, meet some great celebrities and great authors also uh, that come out to Scares the Care Charity Weekend. But either show, either show is designed to raise funds to help families in need. And that's the ultimate goal of either show. So if you can, come on out and support us. Well, thank you so much, Joe. It's been an honor having you on, and I really appreciate your time, and I'm looking forward to seeing you again. Sounds great, Chase. Take care. Hey, you too. Have a great night. Bye, everybody. Bye -bye. Hey, everybody. It's your host, Chase Will. I quickly wanted to let you know my first young adult novel, Moving Through, is now available on Amazon.com and at Chasewill.com slash shop. And from now until Memorial Day, all proceeds go to benefit the Team Viac Training Center, raising money to help prevent veteran suicide. Moving Through follows a group of high school seniors who are mourning the death of a mentor while starting a school-wide rebellion. Sex, prom night, and the world's most disastrous talent show are just a few of the attractions in their private hell. But with a little help from their friends, they may glue the pieces of their shattered world together into a weapon worth wielding. Hope you check it out. Thank you.